Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy, and I am just so grateful that you are spending time here with me. And today we are going to take a theological look at Dr. Stuart Brown's seven properties of play. Now, Dr. Brown spends his time researching, studying, writing, all on play. And yet, when he is asked to define what is play, he doesn't actually have a definition. What he has are these seven properties of play. And so this is going to be the true play. And so we have talked a lot about on the podcast, the difference between true play and playfulness. And there is a a place for both. And both are so important, as well as guided play, uh, which is really important and really beneficial for discipling our kids. But today we're going to look at the properties of a true play. And I was recording a training, a talk for a group of camp leaders for a theological camp for middle and high school. And it's through my old, uh, through the college I graduated from. And I was just so in awe of God. And I don't know why it still surprises me. But as I looked at these seven properties of just how much I can see God in these properties and these properties in God and in the word. And so it was just like this other confirmation that play is an amazing God-created gift and an opportunity for us to experience and encounter him. And okay, so here we go. We are going to look at these seven properties of play and what does that have to do with our faith? So the first property is apparent purposelessness. That's a fun word to say, purposelessness. And so it means that we're not doing it for any specific purpose. And so this is what makes a lot of guided play, not true play, is because often when a parent comes in and says, we're gonna play this game because I want you to work on your letters, there is a purpose, or I want you to practice memorizing the books of the Bible. And so we're going to play this game. That is not true play. Even if you're having a ton of fun and your kid is having a ton of fun and learning, it is still that is guided play or more playfulness, but it is not true play. So an apparent purposelessness 
Now, the word apparent there is important because we can play just to enjoy, right? So to have fun is a purpose technically, but it's not as defined. It is still just because, just because it is fun, just because I want to spend time with God doing something I love. Those are okay. Or because it's glorifying to God. And so in this, when I think about this, there are so many like plants and animals and colors and tastes that I think about that God gave us for no other purpose than for us to enjoy them. Like, what is the purpose of a blobfish? Okay, have you seen these things? They literally are just a blob. And so look those up if you've never seen one. And God made it. And it seems apparently to us purposeless. But to him, I bet he enjoyed the creativity and he enjoys the awe and wonder that it evokes in us when we see a blobfish. And so God at play in this apparent purpose. And there are like cocoa beans, chocolate. Last week was on Thursday was World Chocolate Day. And I believe that there are some foods that God just gives us to enjoy, right? It's not superly beneficial to our health or our nutrients, that that kind of thing, but we enjoy it and it tastes good. If food was simply about being nourishing, it wouldn't matter what it tasted like. He wouldn't have even given us taste buds, probably. He could have just created this like manna that falls from heaven and then that would that would satisfy us. But think about the Israelites who they had experienced the variety of flavors that God gave us. And then when they didn't have that, they grew uncomfortable and um, were were no longer content with what they were eating. And so I just, that is one thing that I just think there is so little purpose in wonderfully flavored foods, except for us to enjoy it. And God didn't have to. All right. And God didn't have to do that leads us to our next one, which is voluntary nature. If we make someone play a game, it is no longer play. You have to have a voluntary nature. Um, You have to choose to be involved. And God does this for us. He gives us free will and he could make us all choose to follow him but he gives us choice and free will. That is a beautiful thing. And so we can see a reflection of God in this property. of. Then the next property is inherent attraction, that we are drawn to it from our very souls, just because we drawn, internally drawn. And so for this one, I think about Jesus. In Isaiah 53, 2, it talks about Jesus was not necessarily beautiful to look at. And yet we see time and time again in the Gospels 
the crowds that are drawn to him. They're inherently drawn to him. And I just think that is so beautiful. The next property of play is freedom from time. And so have you ever, this happened to me yesterday. I was chatting with a friend that I've only known for a couple of months and we met at church just a couple months ago and we went to coffee for the first time yesterday and we were just chatting and just having such a good time just talking and it was so easy to talk with her and we just sat outside in the beautiful sun overlooking the bay and I looked down at my phone and it had been two hours and so that made me realize, wow, that was a moment, an experience of play. There was this freedom from time where I had no clue how long had passed. And I was just immersed in the moment. And think about God. God is transcendent, right? He knows the future without controlling our free will And a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day and all of this like unfathomable, like we just can't really wrap our minds around God and our time. It, it is not, it does not make sense. Right. And he, so he is free from time and to see a reflection of who he is, a part of his character displayed in play, I think is just another reminder that this is a beautiful gift from him. And so when we are truly playing, time flies by. The weight of the world is lessened. We are able to let go of control, let God control the world and just breathe and enjoy life for a little while without even realizing how much time has passed. There is this freedom and from what is going on out outside of the moment. The next property is one of my favorites because I need it so much. It is so hard for me, but it is when we are in true play, we have a diminished self-consciousness. And so this one is one of my favorite Bible stories about play. So in 2 Samuel 6, right, David is wearing priestly robes and he's bringing the ark back and he is so grateful and he is praising and he's worshiping God and he's dancing for the Lord, right? And then his wife looks out the windows and is so embarrassed by David. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're so undignified. This is awful. What are you doing? You are making a fool of yourself, David. You are a king. What are you doing? And David and I will become even more undignified than this, praising my God. I am dancing with God. Leave me alone. I don't care what I look like. I'm worshiping. I'm with God. And just that freedom to let go of what everybody thinks, your spouse, your neighbors, the servants down the street, your kids, whatever, to be able to let go of what everybody thinks because you 
are in worship because you are connected to God. That is a beautiful picture. That is one of my favorite stories. And and that was play. It had no other purpose than to worship God. He was choosing to do it. He was drawn to it. I'm sure he lost track of how long he'd been walking and dancing. He had a diminished self-consciousness. Um, and then the next two, I think, happened in that moment. And so one of the things that I've read about this story, because I just love it so much, is that David, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but it's one of my, David was probably spinning. You know how kids, when they are just having so much fun and they just spin and spin and spin, and sometimes it's to music and they just spin so long that they fall down and then they get up and they start spinning again. That for ancient Hebrew kids was an act of worship. That was a way that they communicated thankfulness to God and blessing him and worshiping him for who he is and all that he's doing in their life is they would spin. And that is what David was probably doing here. He was spinning out of gratitude and worship to God. He was glorifying God with his entire being. And he did not care what he looked then. All right. So the next property is improvisational potential. When we are truly playing, it releases our creative juices. We are able to, like when you are sitting there playing dolls or house with your kids, um, my girls call it moms and honeys. I love that. Moms and honeys. So when you were playing moms and honeys with your kids and you don't really want to be doing it, you can't think of what comes next. You're not very creative and you kind of probably just do your normal day-to-day routine, kind of acting it out, right? But if you go and really immerse yourself into the play, then your kids and you can just be creative and you go this way and then you do this and then you do that and you're like, oh, this so fun. And when you're done, you may have come up with a solution to some problem that you were thinking about the day before, or you've got an idea of something to try or some artwork that you want to do. And so when we let go and we're able to truly play, we are better able to reflect the creativeness that is in us because we are created in the image of God. And he is ultimate creativity. He is the creator with a capital C. And so we get to reflect a little bit of that. And we were when we are truly playing, that shines bright in us. And that is one of the major reasons why it's really important to be playful at work and with teammates um, on jobs or on ministry teams where you serve together. It's because as you enter into true play and you can enjoy each other, it will spark creativity and help you to envision new aspects of a project or new events or ways to solve problems that you've got in a classroom or whatever it is. And so if you are hitting a roadblock, 
solving a problem or something, go spend some time playing and it will bring out your creativity. All right. Finally, the last property of play is continuation desire. We want to keep going. And so I think about heaven when it talks about we will worship God forever. Like we want to continue to do that. And so worship is play. It, we will never want to stop because God is so good and worshiping him is so enjoyable. And it will just fulfill us as we glorify God with our words and our actions and any other things that that we are able to do. We will just live in this constant worship and it will be amazing. And so there you have it. All of the properties of play are scriptural things. They're characteristics about God. They're the way God created us. They are beautiful parts of God's creation. And so as I look at these things, I am just so in awe of the privilege we have to enjoy God in a way that is fun, that we get to work and serve God in ways that are play to us. If we find that, that we are able to build relationships and help our children learn in ways that are so biblical and reflect God and his character and so wonderful and beautiful and humbling that this is what God wants for us. All right. So what? So all these properties of play are theologically sound. They're scriptural. What do we do with that? Well, Ecclesiastes 11.8a says, however many years one lives, let them enjoy them all. So what do we do? We enjoy. We find ways to grow closer to God that bring us joy, that bring us into moments of play. So I want you to reflect on these seven properties, apparent purposelessness, voluntary nature, inherent attraction, freedom from time, diminished self-consciousness, improvisational potential, and continuation desire. Reflect on these and think about which one would be most beneficial to you. Where do you, are you constantly rushing from one thing and you get bored easily? Maybe you, so maybe the continuation of desire because you're so bored and going from one thing to the next that that is something you want to focus on. Or maybe like me, just constantly focusing on who God is and what he thinks about you and not what others think about you. And when I'm focusing on that, I think about not only King David and that story, but also Galatians 1.10 says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. And so for me, that's the one that I always come back to and focus on. Maybe you need some freedom from time where you just need to be able to sit and enjoy and let go of the stress and let God worry about what is going on in the world out there and just enjoy right now or any of the others. So which one do you need to focus on? Where do you 
think you would be most benefited from these seven properties of play? Which one's the most challenging? Which one are you like, nah, I don't even, it might be helpful, but I don't even want to go there. Like that, that one's not for me. No, thank you. Finally, I want you to think about, is there a spiritual discipline that you do or have done maybe even once where you experience this? What have you done with God that has brought you into this place of play? Maybe you haven't experienced that yet. And so maybe you need to try some new spiritual disciplines. If that's the case, send me a message. Let's jump on a call. We could talk about some spiritual disciplines and find something that you might try. And if you already have one, send me a message also and tell me what it is. I would love to hear how do you play with God? And so that is my challenge for you this week. I want you to think about these seven properties, reflect on what's hard, which one comes easily to you, and what ways do you experience God through these properties of play? What spiritual discipline lets you immerse yourself in play with God, your creator? And then you can invite your kids along, but know that your kids may have totally different spiritual disciplines that draw them closely to God through play. And that's okay. We can explore all of these together as families and we can try one for somebody else and then do this one together for you and keep God through many ways of play. Finally, I would like to invite you to the Facebook group called Discipling Kids with Purpose and Play. Right now, up until Wednesday, we have a free workshop on helping kids hear God's voice. It may be helpful for you. I know when I learned this material, it was helpful for me as well in my faith, but it will help you to help those young kids around you. I mean, even through teenage years, help them to recognize, hear God's voice. And so that is free in the Facebook community discipleship or discipling kids with purpose and play, or you can go to createdplay.com slash community and find it there. After Wednesday, the workshop is going to move onto the website with my other workshops, mini course and ebook all on there under createdplay.com slash children hyphen discipleship hyphen workshops. I'll put a link to all of those in the show notes. And thank you for joining me today. And on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Have a great week, mamas. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, Keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.